0: Now, just I mean, first of all, you didn't you, you didn't say the one thing I was hoping you would bring up though. What did your mom say when she first told you? Well, well just just try it out. Whatever happens, who cares? <laughs> what did she say when you told her mom? I did. I'm
1: going in. <laughs> oh my god. Really? <laughs> and she's like, I take full credit. Your dad yes. took credit, but I take full credit. I'm like, yes, <laughs> mom, you get full credit. As she should
0: you know what day it is so if you do you know it's that time it's that great time to get real with your guy ronald e smith and my guest today oh y'all don't know let me tell you who she is two-time silver glove champion she is a canadian so you know she's very friendly up there and Hopefully, hopefully one day she would love to wrestle down in NXT. But before we get on that, let me just go up and bring up and talk to the one and only Scarlett Delgado. How you doing?
1: Wow, that was a phenomenal introduction. (laughs) I I do my
0: best. Okay. I just do it as best way as I can.
1: I love that. I'm doing amazing, by the way. How are you doing?
0: Today is going well up in here, okay, besides the fear of rain here in New York, but there, everything is going as simple as we can.
1: Okay, yeah, it's kind of um, gonna do some rain showers over here too in Toronto, Ontario. So at least we're in the same boat right now.
0: <sighs> Look, we're, we're sucking doors anyway, so let's make the best exactly. way we can out of it. Exactly. <laughs> and as y'all, y'all know, on Getting Real, we love to speak with so many great people and just to get to know them as people and the journeys that they've taken in their lives. And with Scarlett, you have been an athlete for the majority of your life. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it kind of started.
1: Now that I think about it, it's been a long time.
0: (laughs) And if if, if you can give us, you know, just basically like a number of how long you have been doing sports, you know, just kicking in the top of your head, could could you?
1: Yeah, um, it's been um, uh, 12 years this year, 12 years.
0: It all began really too with your dad.
1: Yeah. It
0: did. You know, your your, your father knows what, what he what he can do in, in the sport of boxing. So just tell, tell us more about him, about him and just about his whole career and what made you get that itch the to, to want to be one yourself.
1: So my father, he was a former boxer himself like Olympic style as well. He started a little bit later in his career, like in his early twenties, but he was always um, a huge professional wrestling fan himself. And so he actually originally went into Sully's gym and um, Sully's gym used to have a professional wrestling program. So he went originally for that. But he was so young at the time and his body frame, like he still wasn't fully developed. So a lot of the guys in pro wrestling were just so big. And then the owner, Sully, was like, well, why don't you just come over here and try boxing? And then he just fell in love with boxing. So my mom actually met my dad through boxing because she just wanted to, you know, she was young and she's like, I want to, you know, meet some athletes a or whatever athlete, yeah. she was like oh so she found this gym and uh, my dad was the head boxing coach at at the time so that's how they met through like you know he was instructing her classes and then you know they, they went on vacation one day and then I came into the picture oh my goodness <laughs> that was it and then um, I just because obviously my dad was running a gym so I was always running around his gym but it was never something like he never spoke to me as if I was going to be a boxer at some point, he never spoke to me as if that was going to be on my venture. I had two older sisters, um, beautiful girls, very girly. I was a little bit more of like the rougher one. I always wanted to play fight. I always kind of wanted to do things a little bit more physical. But again, it was just something that my dad never thought, you know, oh, one day she's going to want to do something like this. My um, my grandfather had passed away when I was 13, and that was a really really hard moment for me in my life. So my grandmother kind of said to my dad like, "Look, you know, her grandfather's not around anymore and she needs to really um like have something right now because she's, you know, she's feeling it." So he's like, "Well, I'm always at the gym and she's always welcome at the gym." It's just because I'm at the gym training people, I won't be able to give her, you know, all the time 100% cuz I was so young back then. She's like, "I don't care as long as she's doing something." Okay. So after school every day, he would would send me to my dad's gym and I'd hang out with him, I'd watch his fighters. And some of them were competitors. Some of them were cops, corrections officers, uh, former military personnel, or just people from so many different walks of life. So their purposes for training in boxing were always so different. And I would watch like corrections officers go in there with former inmates and spar. And I used to think that that was like the coolest thing, how a sport can bring two separate worlds together like that and just in such a respectful environment it was really interesting as a like a young girl so sometimes I think they would forget in the gym that there was a young girl around there because they got so used to me running around so the conversations I heard and everything and um I always just wanted to be a part of it so my father, you know, he'd have them going through a circuit, and he's like, Scarlett, why don't you jump in there and see if you can just do it with them? So I just loved the challenge, and I'd run and I'd start doing tire flips, but I was like 11.
0: Oh my goodness! You
1: know? Just wanted to try anything that I could because I was so physical. And then when he was teaching his classes, he needed me to be distracted, so he would say to me, Scarlett, you're going to do one kick until I'm done this class okay so i would do it for a whole hour
0: (laughs) you were that dedicated to do it
1: yeah i was like so then he had um because back then boxing for women um it wasn't very popular like like women were doing it it wasn't in the olympics back then but women were doing it and competing but it wasn't something that was you know, nowadays you see like the ratio is almost becoming equal now, almost right. the, the amount of women in boxing gyms is just incredible. But back then there was like two girls, if that like two girls that he would train, only one of them competed. And um, he needed me to help her. So that's how he got me in the ring originally. Cause he's like, here, yeah, you know, you, you know, the basics, just uh, do this, do that. So I just fell in love with it. I was like, Oh my God, this is just amazing. I love this. And it was such an incredible outlet. I was like, why haven't I ever thought about this before? And a lot of people would tell him like, oh, you know, your daughter, she's got some like athletic abilities. Like she knows how to coordination. Like she's pretty good. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not gonna have her in the ring. Cause I think it's hard for a father to think of somebody punching his little girl in the face. <laughs> I
0: mean, of course, like I, no dad wants to see their kid get punched in the face and get knocked out. Especially for their daughter. Yeah. But if, if, if I could... Yeah. You said, you know, just hearing, you know, you express how much, you know, when you first were just experiencing experiencing everything and you were just like, oh my gosh, like, I love this. Like, I want to try this out. Yes, yes. Were you always, though, into sports? Like growing up, you know, did you always want to try other sports besides what your father was doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I did a capoeira for a few years. Like my mom, she put me in there because I loved dancing and she's like, oh, well, you know. Capoeira is like dancing and music and the the language and the community is so beautiful. So I was doing capoeira for a few years, but I always had this kind of, I liked aggressivity in sports. So I wasn't very good at team sports (laughs) cuz like, (laughs) and I played soccer. It's me and the goalie, it's not me and the team.
0: (laughs) And that's aggressive. You're running as hard as you can to keep the ball straight into the goal
1: kicking people on the legs <laughs> to get the ball <laughs> red card <laughs> oh
0: oh dang on it
1: i was like what i'm defending <laughs> so yeah i wasn't very good at team sports i didn't understand the idea of like a team i was actually better at volleyball because it's kind of individual like depending. you know right. what, so, what,
0: what, what position did, uh, did, did you play in volleyball
1: i don't really remember i think i was oh, a libero yeah.
0: Oh, Cause okay, I was I, small.
1: Okay. So they put me at the outer side, at the outskirts.
0: Oh, okay. I get you. I get what saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm
1: very, I'm like five foot three and a half. I'm, I'm not that tall. <laughs> yeah, I, I know
0: your pain. I know exactly uh, what you're
1: saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause my mom, uh, my mom's Polish and everybody on my mom's side, I'm really short, but my father, he's from Ecuador. So sure. as the girl in the family, I'm like tall in that family. Oh, yeah.
0: I thought about I thought, I thought your father and his side of the family are all like giants.
1: No, no, no. They're very small. I mean, my dad, when he goes back to Ecuador, he's like a giant. And he's like, I think five foot nine.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. never mind then. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the boxing, when I told my dad, I was like, I want to compete. And he said, no. And I said, but I really want to compete. And he's like, no, you are not dedicated enough you're in high school. This isn't going to be for you. And I was like, but you just have to teach me how to be dedicated because at the time I was like 14 mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know how to do all this, Like, I, but I want to know how to do it. And he's like, no. Okay. So come when I was 15, I was just walking around my high school and I didn't even know at the time, but my high school had like a uh, Olympic freestyle wrestling team. So I said, Oh, well, that's cool I seen the wrestlers at my dad's gym I'll try that so I did and I went in and my first tournament I won bronze and so I came back home with a medal I was like look dad and he's like oh my god
0: (laughs) (laughs) and he wasn't going like yeah he's like oh
1: yeah he's like oh she found her way she's one of those
0: (laughs) (laughs) how much did you love doing it you know did you you, you yeah how how much did did you love to start doing that
1: Honestly, wrestling has such a special place in my heart for me because everybody in the boxing community knew my dad. I mean, my dad's been coaching for like over 20 years. So every time I'd walk or go to any of the boxing shows prior to competing, just because I was my dad's daughter, I'd follow him around everywhere. Of course. Like everybody knew me as Raph's daughter. Half the time they wouldn't even know my name because it's Raph's daughter. Of
0: course. Yeah.
1: But when I went into wrestling, like nobody knew my dad. But when I was wrestling and I was winning and I'm brand new and nobody's teaching me, I'm just learning on the fly and I'm doing so well. Everybody was like, Scarlett's here at this tournament. She's pretty good. Who's her coach? And now it was like, I had my own name. So it does have a very special place in my heart for me. I had like my very first traumatic injury in wrestling and a bounce back. Like I dislocated my hip at a provincial tournament and still won.
0: Wow, how'd you you push (laughs) through that? Because that's the kind of pain that some people would just say it's not worth it. I just, I I better sit it out.
1: Trust me, I wouldn't wish that pain on my worst enemy. Like it's the most horrible experience ever. But um, it was like the last 10 seconds. I think it was like eight seconds was left of the match. And I was just holding the position because I wanted to win so bad. It was my first goal that I got in wrestling and it was for a provincial tournament. So I, I really wanted it. And, um, it was a freak accident. There was like a hole in the mat that was covered with tape. And it was just one of those things that would normally never happen. And it just happened to happen. Wow. So she went for a shot on me, like a double and I sprawled and my foot just went through that hole and the force just pushed my hip out. And yeah, I just held it. I saw the clock. It was like eight seconds. I heard everybody go, (gasps) but everybody was like shocked and they didn't know what to do. So I just held it. And I just pushed her faces to the ground so she wouldn't move. And no the, been the longest
0: up, se- seconds of your life.
1: It felt like 800 years.
0: Yeah. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing that. imagining that for myself. I'm like, oh man, hold it. Don't, don't let go.
1: Eight seconds is a long time. It's a long time. And anybody that does like 10 second interval sprints or 10 second intervals and in like high intense interval training or whatever they know that 10 seconds is a long time
0: <laughs> and when you did get and when you push through the eight seconds you got the win even though that was pain I wonder if that was adrenaline just keeping you up and keep like mind over matter how did that feel just a win
1: to, to win it like I I was like initially crying because I won because I was just so proud that I could do it I, I was 15, like I, in my head, I always just wanted to prove to my dad that I could do it. I could be a combat sport athlete. I had the grit, I had the drive. And I think that that's what was driving me to actually hold that position. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm letting this go. I thought that like my dad would not let this go. So I'm not gonna let it go. And I didn't. And even after like the bell went, like during the whole time, I, even the adrenaline, despite the adrenaline, like that pain was, was instant and I just flipped over I was on my back and I was screaming I was swearing because when I'm in pain I just get angry
0: I mean of course I mean <laughs> it's such a pain an injury like that I think all of us will completely understand yeah you, you, you can swear up a storm
1: I was freaking out at everybody I was swearing at the um the medical people that were helping oh. me oh. I was like I thought that this was a small ass bleep 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 town <laughs> where the bleep is the pa- paramedics oh, why is the, it taking so long I look was, at you like off <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure they forgave me once they <laughs> they got me high on um what did they get me what did they give me when they when they got there they got they gave me um morphine
0: oh yeah of course yep
1: yeah they gave me morphine and i was oh, to say <laughs> sorry to you're so pretty i'm so sorry
0: they <laughs> are like geez what a roller coaster that was <laughs>
1: yeah yeah it was crazy but like i you know, the doctor had told me that I wasn't going to be able to do any kind of um, sport that would require me to torque the hip because it was a full dislocation. So of course, that was extremely devastating for me to hear. But um, that was at 15, right? Yeah, I was 15. I just got into combat sports. I just realized like, oh, this is what I want to do. So to have it kind of like stopped and just like that, I was devastated. And I was talking to it I talked about it to my father on the phone when I was in recovery. And he basically laid it into me. He said, look, Scar, like you're 15 years old, you can bounce back. I don't really care what this doctor says. And he's like, he's probably not dealing with an athlete all the time. So he's like, you're young. If you want to heal, like, I'm going to help you with that. Cause he had his own like athletic physiotherapy team or whatever. He's like, but if you really want it, he's like, then show me now that you want it. Show me now that this is when you're going to push forward. So I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. And I went to rehabilitation. Thankfully, you know, like honestly, because it does cost a lot of money. And because this was part of my father's team, I didn't have to pay anything. So a lot of people wouldn't get that luxury, but I got physio like every day for two weeks straight. So I was, I was lucky in that situation. I probably wouldn't have recovered as fast and as well had it not been like that, but yeah, so I recovered. I was doing sprints after four and a half weeks.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it
1: was a pretty fast recovery and I was really grateful. Like I was, you know, his team did amazing works on me. And then he told me, he's like, okay, we'll start getting you ready for a fight, like a boxing fight.
0: How did that feel to get his approval of you saying that, okay, let's go do this, Carla. After you tried so hard just to get him to agree with you. And he would always push you aside or at least try his best and be like, I don't want you to, I don't want my daughter to fight.
1: It was, it was a lot of pressure to finally get the yes because then I knew like, even though I've been trying so hard to prove myself back then, now I knew like I really had to prove myself. And now that I'm older and more mature, like honestly, like I really shouldn't have gone through that. Like I really should have just enjoyed the sport for what it was, but it was like a huge test for me all the time. And every time going into competition, I always felt like I wasn't even worried about the actual fight. I was so worried about the outcome because I thought if I lose, then I'm letting my dad down and I'm letting myself down and I'm not this incredible athlete that I need to be. And I'm not this, I'm not that. I had a lot of pressure in my head because why, I just wanted to be the best.
0: Why did, you, why did you feel in your heart that if you failed, you let your father down?
1: I think because um, like, honestly, I think because like my parents separated when I was like two. So just um, my father, he lived such a busy lifestyle. My mom did too, but I didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to with him when I was a kid. And I felt like now that I was in this sport and I was going to the gym every day and I was seeing him every day and he was giving me Um, his undivided attention. When I was at the gym, I always thought like, if I didn't do well, then maybe he won't think that I'm good enough and he'll stop giving me all of that attention. Mm. And I think that was just this, this fear in my head. Like I said, now that I'm older, I can look back and see, you know, what was going on in my head. But in the moment, I was just so worried about not being enough for my dad. So I think that that's another, like, it was probably the wrong reasons that drove me But the actual fighting and the combat sport was something that was speaking to my spirit. And I just had to decode that language because I was thinking it meant one thing, which was a validation from my father. Meanwhile, it was actually teaching me this greater purpose in my life and seeing like um, the amount of people that I've influenced, the amount of people that reach out to me and the impact that I've had on so many young women and even my younger sisters and my cousin, like the what I've done, even though I'm not at like an Olympic podium or anything yet, yet, I look at all of this stuff and I just see that with hard work and dedication, the amount of impact that a person can have on other people is something that I needed when I was a kid to look at. And if I had somebody like me to look at, the, the, the opportunities and the, the growth and mindset it would have been so different back then. And I kind of want to give that to other people as well.
0: That's something I guarantee you a lot of people who would listen to this or just watch you compete, get that about you, you know, and you could touch just one person through your experience and everything with their feeling. I think that, that that says so much about you and the thing that you, you, you want to do for yourself. And now that we, you know, you're preparing now to go into the route of finally being able to box, you know, finding your chance to compete, doing what you want to do or what you said in your mind, I want to get this a go and try. Yeah. Talk, talk us through now the evolution of you becoming a boxer and the experience. Was it everything that you hoped it'd be or did it surprise you? And you're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't think it'd be like this. <laughs>
1: um, well, you know what? Like being around it since I was a kid, um, I always kind of understood the politics. I always kind of understood like the behind the scenes of like biases, like club shows and this and that, or like one coach or one referee likes this fighter because they know them personally. And that's like a bias. Like I've always kind of been aware of that. And my dad told me from the beginning, he's like, look, Scar, like when you go fighting, he's like, there's going to be fights that you win and they're not gonna give it to you. And there's gonna be fights that you lose, but they give it to you. He's like, this is a sport of boxing. Boxing is, it's very political. So I respected that from an early start. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And I thought, I just got to always do my best. I thought as long as I just perform to my absolute maximum, then I'll always win fairly. So that was a good wake-up call for sure, because no, it doesn't happen like that. There's been a lot of fights that I've definitely, you know, blown my opponent out of the water, but just with circumstances, they give it to them. And there have been, there have been a few fights where I thought, nah, I think I came up short, but I got the win anyways. So... Like I understood what he was saying. And honestly, it was a lot of trial and error. I think that um, I was very stubborn when I was younger. I always thought that like my dad has all the answers and like, you know, just listen to him. And he like, I'm going to be the best as long as I just listen to him. But sometimes there'd be so many conflicts between my father and I just as like a father-daughter relationship. And sometimes that would leak into the gym life. And so it would take such a dramatic toll on me where I wasn't doing my best and I wasn't coming in with 100% clear mind, being ready. Um, I had a lot of performance anxiety going into it because of those reasons I mentioned earlier, just always wanting to make sure that I was you know, perfect. And if I wasn't perfect, then I failed. So it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of things started changing for me when I started training with my um, strength and conditioning coach, Gaytan Boutin. I started training with him when I was like 20 and it's because my dad bumped into him. He's a very well-recognized strength and conditioning coach in the area. And my dad bumped into him. and was like, Hey, you know, my daughter's having a lot of performance anxiety. Can you like help her out with that? And I had no idea walking into that facility with Gay 10, that it was going to be like, he's not like I call like he calls me his adopted daughter like him and I are like this (laughs) yeah I absolutely love him he's family to me he's taken me under his wing and he's taught me more than just being an athlete but just being like a strong confident woman and just believing my abilities and the evolution that I've had in my fight game alone being with him has just gone through the roof like I can't believe some of the things that I went through and just with his knowledge and his sports psychology that he's giving me I've been th- like I fought in front of Mike Tyson and that alone was so nerve-wracking <laughs> I can imma-
0: I can imagine you, you know, yeah. you just say just to say that you box in front of him you, I've been in your mind you're like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah.
1: yeah I was terrified and to be honest like I'm not gonna lie it was not my best performance it was not my best performance but I won I, I did win. Like that was, it was a fair win for sure. I did not fight like at my 100% because I was so upset about that.
0: <laughs> You'd be like, I did it Tyson. Look.
1: I did. I, I did. did I did it. And I sat with him after he's cool. Oh, he was, like, that's cool. Fight. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's cool. So I've like, I've traveled to Ireland. I've traveled to the Dominican um, for, for fighting. I mean, and. Uh, I got to go to three nationals already and just, I train with an Olympian right now, uh, Mandy Bujold. She's my teammate and just the people that I've met, the experiences I've had through boxing. It definitely wasn't something that I ever thought that I was going to get out of it. I didn't realize the amount of connections. I didn't realize the person I was going to become just from being confident to fight. And this isn't even like, you know, going into the street and just getting into a scrap and, you know, that's considered a fight. No, it's not like when you're preparing for something and you know, that this other person's preparing for the same goal. And of course you both want to knock each other out and you know, they want to knock you out and then to be judged as well. And to have this common goal, this person's has been, you know, she, that they're at their physical peak. When you go to nationals, like all of us have been training as equally hard. All of us are, you know at our best performance and we've all been training six seven eight weeks for that one moment in the ring so then it comes to more just a mental game at that point point. and fighting is really understanding who you are and what you're willing to sacrifice to be 100 in that moment and i think that i never thought that i was going to get that out of boxing. i thought i was just going to go in there be this badass little girl and then that's it But so much more has come out of it where I'm like, I'm a woman, like I'm a confident, self-respecting, self-driven, strong woman. And all I want to do is give that gift to anybody that listens to this, even if they're not competing in combat sports. Like, I just want them to know that anything is absolutely possible. It's just a mindset. It's like, how much do you want it?
0: You talk about mindset and you've talked about, you know, you know just back before you, you brought up how sometimes you get in your own head and you and you'll be stubborn in certain things and mm-hmm. looking at your record you know your record isn't too pretty there's some things that you see some hard losses
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just to, just to be honest with yourself and when did you see those losses kept piling up did you say that i needed something to change because any person any athlete who deals with that that can break a fighter that can break a fire say I don't want dudes anymore you know it's just never gonna go my way how do how are you able to push through that
1: it was um, mostly my coach gay 10 like mostly him that just took so many hours to just really deconstruct why I feel this way why I have the outlook that I do and what I need to understand about myself and to make me see that in myself rather than just telling me, but really making me understand it. So with boxing and the losses, I did have one year where I wasn't doing very well. And it was because I was being so stubborn and I didn't know how to handle the conflicts that were happening between my father and I, because I was young and it you know, the things it's impossible to not take certain things personally with your parent. It just, that's why sometimes these coaches like father, daughter, father, son, some people it worked out just fine. And that's amazing. I'm so happy for them. But majority of the time you hear that it's never really, it's not really a good combination to have your parents coaching you because it can get very personal. Really? And it definitely did. Like my dad, he's a fantastic boxing coach. He's phenomenal. He has amazing athletes. He has a lot of fighters. Like He has one that was going to Olympic trials and others. that went professional. He's a fantastic coach, but I think that he just had a really hard time separating um, personal stuff. Whereas like, as I was growing up, I was able to disattach from that. I think that he always kind of had a hard time doing that. So I think that a lot of the stress that I would harbor from the relationship between him, it would always come through in my fights. So once I stepped away from that relationship with him, the uh, the coach-athlete relationship, um, I definitely recently, like I haven't been able to, you know, seeing myself as much, because of COVID, I haven't been able to have as many fights as I want to obviously the past few years, but definitely taking myself out of that relationship. I saw this exponential growth in my athleticism and in such a short period of time, just taking out that personal pressure, like it did a lot. I didn't even realize how heavy it was on my shoulders until I stepped away from that relationship.
0: And you brought up how it was also your father helped find your coach too. So, and that says a lot how your dad was able to, I guess, and how I interpret it, you know, just come to terms with what's going on between you two Mm -hmm. and saying that something's gotta be fixed. And Mm -hmm. it's not, what we're doing right now isn't working, you know, Mm -hmm. and I gotta figure out how to fix it. And for him to go out his way to go, and even it was bumping in somebody Mm -hmm. and just saying that, could you help let's do it that's just a lot
1: absolutely absolutely like my dad i i'm you know he definitely wanted me to do well because once he saw that i was you know doing really well once he saw the that i can be this incredible fighter it was just a matter of like okay well how can i you know get the best out of her because he didn't have the answers at the time so he seeked out gay 10 who is like i said my strength and conditioning coach um So definitely. But I think that for him, he had a hard time kind of accepting that the relationship between him and I as a coach and athlete wasn't going to work out. Like right now, I currently train out of uh, Kitchener with who I said um, my Olympic teammate, Mandy Bujold. And our coach is Sidney Vanderpool, who was himself a former um, professional uh, world champion in boxing. He's been such an incredible coach to me. And so. Um, understanding and empathetic, and just amazing. I'm so happy. I'm my father's happy for me too. Um, but I think it was really hard for both my dad and I to kind of make that change. It it was it was hard, but it was definitely necessary because where I am now, taking out all that personal stress off my chest and taking all of that like pressure off myself, even when I thought I was managing it, I didn't even realize what was going on in the back of my head. Cause I, the last year that I was training with my father and we went to nationals together that whole year we were winning and winning and winning and winning. I did, I went, to, uh, I fought even this girl who won a bronze at the world championships from Australia. And it was like my best performance. I didn't come out with the win with that one but she just had like so much experience compared to me. Like I said, she was a bronze world medalist. And I went in there and I literally gave like the best performance I ever had. And she said to me, she's like, you're, you're great. And I think that she was surprised that I showed up like that. So just going through all these types of fights with all these different experienced athletes and winning everything except for that one fight and then going to nationals and just doing an amazing in my performance I had no idea that I still had this blockade in my brain because of all of that stress that I had been living with for all those years with my dad and I.
0: Just for a timeline, that was, what year was that?
1: So the pandemic hit in uh, 2019, March. My last tournament with my father was uh, February,
0: 2019.
1: And? And I won that tournament.
0: As we're recording this, as of now, is your father still your head coach? Is he still coaching you or are you just with?
1: No, I'm just with Sid now.
0: So? So now you're no longer co- coached by your father,
1: nope.
0: and you said that you're in a better place. Mindset as a fighter, you're a lot better place. You're more, more, you know, a vision focused through everything, yes. and there's no more, no more heavy shoulders on you anymore.
1: One thousand percent.
0: Now, how just was it? Because you said you brought it up before, just the the beginning and the breakup of that, and no longer being you know coach, coach and fighter anymore, and just going back to being dad, dad and daughter. Just talk about more about like that that break of oh, coming, to, coming to terms of that.
1: It was so hard. I think the break was coming through the years and him and I didn't even know it. There's many times that like, um, he didn't even allow me to come into the gym. Like he would tell me, leave my gym and don't come back. And it happened on two different occasions in two different years. So this last year where we were doing so well together Cause I always had this vision from the moment he said that he was going to let me compete. I always had this vision that I was going to go into the Canadian championship. I was going to have my hand risen for gold and my dad was going to be in the corner and I was just going to run to him and just be in his arms and just say with him, like we did it. That was always my dream. So to have that dream, like start fading was really hard for me to accept it's it's still sometimes hard because like I said I was really stubborn it's like nobody could tell me anything it was always just my dad my dad was the best he knew everything he was the best and I have to train with the best to be the best so nobody could tell me nothing and when the pandemic hit and we had this uh, personal problem like another thing that was just outside the gym and he said to me that I couldn't come into the gym I just knew like I can't go through this anymore. I'm 26 years old and I can't have things outside the gym affecting what's going on inside the gym. I have to make a change. So when I made that break, it was so, so hard because it was just years of always fighting for that relationship between him and I to just stay perfect, to always, you know, win these championships with my dad and have that special relationship because everybody knew us there, right? Like,
0: And that's a lot of pressure that like that. That's so much added weight, not only on your head, but on your heart.
1: Trust me, especially going into tournaments, because like I said, my dad's, you know, a very well recognized coach in Ontario and he's been doing it for over 20 years. So every time I go to the tournaments, all the officials or the judges or the other athletes, like, why aren't you training with your dad anymore? Like, why this? Why that? And I've had to go through that already on so many different occasions. Like the first few times that he told me that I can't come to the gym. So now, you know, even when I do sometimes uh, some of my interviews, they say like, you're not training with your dad anymore. Like, no, I don't. And uh, it's, it's, it's still hard because it's my father. And i always love my dad and I never wanted this to happen, but it was necessary.
0: Everything that you're speaking, I think a lot of kids who come through parents who have done so many great things who have, who have been great athletes who have been their great coach and they're the ones that are following their footsteps. I think they can they can relate to everything that you're saying because what's the one thing they want to do the most? They want to make them proud.
1: They're proud. Yep. Like
0: that, that, that's the main thing. That's all that's they ever it. want is Just to say, look, we did it. You, you just said we did it together, and that's the main goal. And that's and for you, that was the real the real spark plug for you yep. just to get into combat sports. And so I can imagine for you when the when you, when you finally came to terms that you have to do it it yeah. took a lot cuz it's not easy like you said but for you it was worth it and yeah. if any fighter who's listening and even also fighters who can relate to you for having parents or even siblings who are in the same spot as your father is yeah. and they just want to impress them and they want to make them proud but oh, but also right now to in their head I have to break it up with them, but I'm afraid to do it. What would you say to them about that?
1: I would say you have to take yourself out of the equation. And if you were looking at a smaller version of yourself, what would you tell that version of you? If you could step out and talk to you one-on-one, what would you say to them? What do, what would you need? What do you need somebody to say to you? And to be really, really honest about it. Because a lot of times we always have these conversations with ourselves and we even tell ourselves stories. Like that's why I was with my dad for so many years even after the personal problems were getting in the way from the beginning. Because I would tell myself the story of, no, if if I just stop complaining, if I just stop doing this, if I just stop doing that, if I just become more disciplined, if I just do more, then it'll be the way I want. But you have to listen to your gut. You know, and if you really want something, if you really, 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 really want something and you're willing to do absolutely whatever it takes. Because even my coach, Gaytan, he said to me, he's like, what are you willing to sacrifice to obtain your goals? And I said, anything. He's like, we'll see. And that hit me because that's what I thought about, like without even having that conversation with Gaytan when I made the breakup with my dad, because he asked me that when I first started training with him when I was 20. So when I first made that breakup with my dad, it was exactly what he said to me. I thought, what am I willing to sacrifice for my goals? And what, what is my goal to be the greatest athlete that I can be? Venturing right now, currently in boxing. I have to make that sacrifice, even if it's going to kill me. Like I have to do it because this is what's necessary. And I did it for myself. It's about self-love and self-respect at a certain point. And once you start doing that, just your spirit and your soul goes align with that self-love and you become better through that, which is what I've been experiencing. Like my team now, like I never even thought like I could have a team like this. It's Mandy, the Olympian, it's Caitlin Clark, a Canadian champion, Mackenzie Wright, a former Canadian champion herself. The four of us, four women who are elite boxers with our coach, a former professional world champion himself. And we work together so well, we're we're all friends. And I never thought that I would ever, ever have a team like that. And I do. Like boxing is such an individual sport. You think like, oh, it's me, my coach, and then sparring partners come in and out, or we go to get sparring. But no, like we work as a team together and we love each other. And I've never, ever thought that I could have something like that, but it's because I had to make that sacrifice.
0: This is coming from a person who who says who could not do well in team sports. Now (laughs) has found herself (laughs) with the team. Yeah, I didn't that. even think
1: about that. Oh my God. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> it's crazy how life works that way, doesn't it?
1: Funny, eh? Yeah, when you make the necessary sacrifices.
0: And I think so many people can relate to what you're talking about. And look, the break will always be hard. No matter what, it's going to hurt. Both sides or, are going to hurt feelings. But sometimes, like you said, like your coach asked you, what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. And that's it. And that's what it is. And look, you made the steps, and the road's going to take you where you gotta go. But if y'all just didn't also understand that, yes, she's a really good boxer, but I bet y'all didn't even know she's also been dabbling in something else too. She also is dabbling and putting her toe in the wrestling ring. And so we just got to figure out what's going on over here. Scarlett, when did you get the wrestling bug?
1: <laughs> it's so funny funny <laughs> so i said to earlier that like my dad he was the one that was a huge pro wrestling fan right like and my dad when he was younger he looked very much like dwayne johnson like people used to yeah he looks like
0: so yeah. just before he got big or just more of him being skinny
1: <laughs> i swear to god if i had a picture right now and i showed you you'd be like damn because oh, they looked man. they looked really really similar it's just my dad's you know five nine and the rock is like of course yeah right up there in the sky dome so <laughs> <laughs> so it was um that, like I said it was never really something that like a lot of things like, in my life have come through that like I just never even saw coming um my mom she's the one and she doesn't like me in combat sports at all she, my mom is like a um, you know Sharon Stone yes you ever seen that movie Casino yes my mom is like Sharon Stone in Casino
0: Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So she's like, Oh, I don't want you in sports. You're going to break your nose. Your face is beautiful. This and that. You know, she's, she's like a mom. Yeah. You know, she does not want me doing anything that's going to ruin this. So, <laughs> whatever. Um, she used to watch the Bella Twins in pro wrestling. And she used to tell me, "You need to go in there, and you could be like the Bella Twins' evil cousin that comes from South America, and just mess them up."
0: <laughs> oh like, no! Oh, nice. she she even had the whole story going. Yeah,
1: oh, she had a whole plan. She had a whole vision. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm actually really impressed by your mom. Okay.
1: Right? Because she looks at them like, "Oh my God, they're so sexy." They just go in there, and they're just like, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom. So. So who's um, your?
0: But who? Who? who did, did you have a favorite at all?
1: I the only time I ever watched WWE was when my dad had it on when I was a kid, and it was during the time that like um, Dwayne Johnson was in his prime, and um, uh, what's his name, John Cena, like that these these were the guys that I was seeing, and to me, I uh, whatever because I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself they're jumping off of ropes like you don't do that with a ring you box in a ring that's what I thought (laughs) because you know I used to watch boxing with my dad too and I think like wow what a difference but whatever so um my mom out of the blue she just randomly messaged me I was training at the gym and she's like Scarlett they're having the first time ever um WWE tryout in Toronto and I was like oh well that's cool and she's like you need to apply and I said okay mom I'm I'm a boxer. And I did freestyle Olympic wrestling. It's not the same. I thought maybe she didn't understand that. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You have to put your application in. And she's like, and so what, like, what if you do get welcomed? What if you do get accepted to go? What if, if you don't, who cares? Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, okay, fine. You make a valid point. So I put my application in, and like the application itself, like i jesus it was like, how oh, many, no, man. many television appearances have you made how many olympics have you gone to i'm like oh my god
0: they're they're, so, they're really asking for your whole life story
1: yeah and it's like I, I haven't even won the canadian title yet so i was just like okay like provincial champion like you know whatever i didn't think i had very many qualifications and then i you know i put the application in i didn't think about it months go by and i'm training at my gym and I get this email, and the preview of the email just says, Congratulations, you have been invited to the WWE tryout. So I'm trying to open it, and the <laughs> Wi Fi happened to be going slow in that moment, and it wasn't loading. And I was like, No, I swear to God, the email was. I saw- I saw- I saw. <laughs> I oh, man. TV. Oh,
0: man. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. And then I got it. And I was like, oh my God. And I thought to myself, this is insane. So I told my mom and it was August 7th, 8th, and 9th, the uh, tryout dates. And my birthday was the 8th. Okay. Yeah. So I went there and, you know, I, I knew in my head going in there because I don't know anything about professional wrestling, but I knew whatever they asked me to do, I'm going to do it 100%. Because this is how I've been training my whole life anyways, you know, with my history in boxing and the kind of mentality that I've been, you know what I mean? I just know that if I put my mind to do something, I can do it. So I went in and I was doing all the stuff and a lot of things that they asked me to do, I hadn't done before. But um, thankfully, because of my athletic training with 10, I was able to just do a lot of stuff, some things I couldn't just for safety reasons because of me not being a pro wrestler. Um, But they did have me do this one drill. And I don't know why, but I had this feeling in my chest that if I didn't do this drill, they were not, they were just going to put me under the pile with everybody else. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I just had a gut feeling and I didn't know how to do a bump. I didn't know how to run the ropes. I didn't know any of that stuff. So on the lunch, I had asked one of the uh, trainers, can I, can you show me how to do this? And it was like 15 minutes and I wasn't really getting it. Like I was getting it, but I wasn't really getting it. And they asked me, okay, do you want to try it? Like the drill? And I said, yeah, I do. And um, all the athletes were watching, all the coaches were watching, everybody was watching. It was just me in the ring. And I had that feeling like, okay, you gotta do it. This is the moment. And then when he blew the whistle, I just went for it. And I was doing the drill and I executed it with perfection. And everybody was cheering for me. Everybody was like, that was crazy, you know cause they all know that I'm not a pro wrestler or anything. So they were all really impressed. And uh, I got amazing feedback after, and they told me that, you know, go to this gym, Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga, because it's the closest one to you. It's owned by um, Anthony Corelli, who is former WWE champion known as Santina Morella. And um, I went there and I started doing my pro wrestling uh, just to learn the basics. And they said, you know, we'll see how you do. And then depending on how you do, maybe we can work something out in the future. I said, okay, cool. So I went and then the pandemic hit.
0: Now just I mean first of all you didn't you, you didn't say the one thing I was hoping you would bring up though. What did your mom say when she first told you, "Well, well just just try it out. Whatever happens, who cares?" <laughs> what did she say when you told her, "Mom, I did. I'm going in.
1: I think she almost cried to be (laughs) honest. She was so happy. Like she was just absolutely, I give her full credit for it too. Like, you know, I think that with like boxing and wrestling, my dad, you know, he always overshadows my mom with a lot of stuff because they always see me with my dad in these combat sports. And my mom just kind of shows up to support. So when I told her like, yeah, I got the invitation and she was just like, <laughs> oh my God! Really? <laughs> and she's like, "I take full credit. Your dad yes. credit, but I take full credit." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> mom, you get full credit."
0: <laughs> As she should. Oh man!
1: Absolutely.
0: And now, too, just to give some, just to give some clarification of that experience that you had, what do you, what you say is the difference for just in wrestling and in boxing?
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's so different. Like, it's um, like, um, there's just things that you do in wrestling that you just don't even have to think about doing in boxing. It's a lot of acrobats. So like, I'm sure gymnasts would have a field day in that sport. I'm sure they would have a lot of fun. Uh, but, but it definitely is a lot of acrobats. Like, it's not like you can be really good at just one sport and then jump into it. You have to be a good athlete to do this stuff in WWE, even if like a lot of it is storylines, even if a lot of it is just, you know, whatever it's not, you know, nobody's actually taking an elbow in the, in the mouth on purpose. So, <laughs> you know, we, we've seen those, we've seen those clips, but <laughs> But definitely it's a lot of acrobats. So if you're not like a good, well-rounded athlete, it would definitely be very challenging. There's a lot of acting um, components to it, which I never had to do before. Obviously, when I go in the ring to fight, I don't have to pretend I'm fighting. I'm actually hitting somebody in the face. So that's true. (laughs) if there's like rivalries between opponents in boxing, it's most likely real. Yeah,
0: y'all, we want to break each other's faces up.
1: Yeah, I've had a couple of opponents that we just do not see eye to eye. But <laughs> um, in the pro wrestling, it definitely is like uh, very different in that aspect, which actually for me makes it a little bit more relaxing. Like I feel like if I, um, you know, once because here, I don't know what it's like right now in New York, but right now here in Ontario, um, we're, we're just getting out of like, I, I don't even know what the stages are called anymore. Um, we're allowed to have patios and gym classes are like outdoor Uh, classes and they're like 10 people so once we open up and we're able to uh, actually you know train properly again then I think that with some time like I think that I'll actually get really well really like I think I'll do really well in the pro wrestling simply because it's not as stressful in my head as like the the boxing because in boxing you know you know you're going to a ring and somebody's going to actually punch you in the face Whereas in pro wrestling, like the the stresses that I have is like, I need to make sure that I'm I'm understanding the psychology. I need to make sure that like, I'm doing these acrobats appropriately. So it's a little bit different and um, it's a little bit nerve wracking because it's the acting portion, I guess you would say it's the, the pretend not, not pretend, but, but yes, pretend to, to become a character, to, to personify something, the improvisions that you have to do with these acrobats because obviously there's somebody else and they're also improvising doing acrobats so you have to be careful too so it definitely is uh different in that sense but not as stressful for me as somebody trying to knock me out let's say
0: so you're basically saying is that that one one of these days we're gonna see you just dropping rock promos on all on, on, on all your boxers aren't you
1: uh, <laughs> yeah one day I'm just gonna lose my mind and just do a top rope jump on them <laughs> I'm tired and just frock splash
0: <laughs> you you are dedicated in your boxing career
1: mm-hmm.
0: how also dedicated are you on potentially also being a professional
1: wrestler if I have that opportunity to go to NXT like it, for me, I, I tell this to everybody, I'm not a boxer. I'm an athlete. My venture right now is boxing, I, but I was a former freestyle uh, wrestler as well. You know, I ranked fourth in the country for that. Like I know um, I'm a great athlete. So if I have that opportunity to go and become a professional wrestler, um, obviously what I'm doing in training right now for boxing will flip right away and I will transfer that over to professional wrestling. Just while I'm waiting for that opportunity to come, I'm doing 100% in boxing, which helps me anyways in the pro wrestling because of the athleticism, because of the level of fitness, because of the level of intensity in training. It still helps me. It still goes hand in hand. I'm just doing it in boxing as opposed to, like, jumping off a rope, let's say.
0: And you brought up how also you're you're, you're training at Satina Morella's gym. And not only that, you're also good friends with Bianca, his daughter. Yeah. So did you guys become friends just going, just, just you going to the gym, or were you already closed before that?
1: No. And it's funny because her and I have had such similar life journeys. Like we have such similar life journeys. It's it's crazy the similarities that we've had. even her and I, we had like, I, I can't even say it on camera, but <laughs> it's just. <laughs> her and I know a particular person. And if she's listening to this at any point, she'll start laughing because her and I know one particular person that we both had a um, conflict with over the years. So it's, yeah, on separate occasions before we even knew each other. So we've had really similar paths funny it's funny we actually met at the tryout like I was sitting at the front of the class in the center and um she just sat beside me and she's like hey my name's Bianca what's your name and I'm like
0: <laughs> Whoa. Whoa.
1: I was like okay so I guess we're gonna be good friends because <laughs> 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 we're both like that you know
0: <laughs> did you know at the time she was at at all Santino's daughter or did you even know who he, who he was I know. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: like guilty. No, <laughs> That's my dad and I was telling him. He's like, "What do you mean you don't know?" I'm like, "Well."
0: <laughs> Get me right, okay.
1: Whatever. Like, I was at the <laughs> boxing gym with you all day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> you brought up how crazy life is. You know, sometimes yeah. you meet strangers out of the blue, and those strangers might become the closest people in your lives.
1: Yep, absolutely. I've had like friends that I've known. I have like a friend a few friends that I've known since I was like seven and meeting Bianca just a couple of years ago she's the bestest friend I've ever had like she's my she's my girl <laughs> That's
0: really hard, I want
1: to see her succeed just as much as she wants to see me succeed like I can't I didn't even know that I could get along so well with another female because in our sport you know strong females like strong characters and stuff especially in boxing sometimes it's um I find unfortunately I find that a lot of girls tend to have a competitiveness against each other rather than supporting each other as we should because the pool for female boxers is so small you could potentially fight the other girl if they're close enough in weight so I find that everybody's always kind of on edge with each other kind of keeps each other at a distance even if we're friendly with each other it's always at a distance we never really get super close so to have this friend like I said like I never thought I could have a girlfriend this close before so I'm I'm pretty grateful I
0: mean I can imagine you brought up about trying to keep each other that distance and because like you said before it's that spot that number one spot and it's so small and only a few of us can get it if you're in the way I'm gonna push you out and it's hard to trust it's hard to trust people like that so I think exactly it is nice to have someone close to you that one isn't in that world with you, mm-hmm. you know. And, the, and honestly, they just like you for you, and they care about you.
1: Yeah, and it's really rare, especially like, especially something like pro wrestling, because Bianca and I both, you know, we can both get into NXT. It, it could come down to one or one or the other. It, it could, right? It's a very competitive industry, and I think we're both aware of that. But at the end of the day, that doesn't change our relationship with each other because in perspective, whatever she gets opportunities, that's none of my business and vice versa, because those are my opportunities and those are her opportunities. And I'm happy for her. And I think she is just as happy for me. If she gets that opportunity and I don't, like I'm completely okay with that. I'm happy for her. And I think I would think it's the same way for both of us.
0: So basically what you're saying is down the road, we're going to see you and Bianca down NXT as NXT tag team women's champions. Oh, I book think it. that's
1: how they should do it. To be honest.
0: <laughs> Ooh, book it. Let's, let's just put in the universe. Okay. All yeah, right.
1: Yeah. It's like Bianca, she's really good at acting. And it, even right now as friends, like we always joke with each other. We always joke with um, our friends. We're like, yeah, Bianca says, yeah, I, I say all the stuff. And then I say to Scarlett. go, go.'" It's like, I just wait until I'm released.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> you know, Scarlett, you've grown so much and you've come a long way throughout your career. And throughout it all, you've been able to stay dedicated to what you want. And so as we get over, get over to the finish line over here, I just want to know, because you said that how dedicated and passionate you are as a boxer, as you call yourself, you are an athlete, but mm-hmm. you're now focused in the boxing world. Now that the world is starting to open up again and we're trying to get back to semi-normal or whatever normal this world will be in, what is for you your future goal in boxing? Like, where do you hope to see yourself with that?
1: As I mentioned before, like, there's so many things that have happened in such a short period of time recently that I just never thought, like, like I said, like my team, I never thought I would have a team like this. So At this point, realizing that anything can happen, I'm so open to whatever pops up. Like um, I heard that they may open up more weight classes for 2024 uh, Olympic Games for the females in boxing, because right now my current weight class, 54 kilos, is not an Olympic weight class. But if they open it up for 2024, that's definitely something that I would have my eyes on if something with NXT um, isn't going to come out. So I would definitely, you know, make my way for something as big as that. Like my goal, my short-term goal is just to win a Canadian title because with my team right now, I have a hundred percent confidence in myself. I'm, I feel like I'm ready. I feel like it's been a long time coming and I'm just ready to take my spot where, I, where I've been working for. I wanna get on the national team. I wanna go to, I wanna represent my country at any tournaments with pride. And I would love to, in the long run, If the universe takes me that way, go to the Olympic 2024, I would love that.
0: And we could just walk back to where you were
1: before
0: just trying to get approval of of just trying to get into the sport. What have you learned about yourself since when you started to where you are now?
1: That's a a really good question. Cause my coach, Gay Ten, he's, he's always had these long conversations with me about, as I mentioned before, mindset, you know, going, whatever, we're like this, right? A lot of things that he really stressed to me about was that I need to understand what my worth is. You know, I'm not just, like I said, I'm not just a boxer. I'm not just this, just that. I'm not just Raf's daughter. I have so much more worth and potential in myself that the second I tap into it is when I'm going to really start shining my true potential. And I think that when I made that break and I started taking all of that self-reflection and then seeing all these opportunities that were coming out and seeing like what I am capable of. And as you said, like, I look back now and I think, oh my God, like I, I'm very resilient. I have tremendous amount of grit And I respect myself. And I have that self confidence where if I know that if I want something in life, I know I just need to put that work in and I can do it. I don't have that same. I don't I don't have that self doubt that I used to have in myself. I don't have that like, I need to get X's approval for this or I need to prove myself in this aspect even the way I speak to people has changed like my language changes and that was something that Gaetan stressed to me too he's like the way you talk your vocabulary that you use is so critical in your growth because saying even the littlest things like explaining yourself why you're doing something that's good for yourself like trying to explain that to somebody. He's like, why do you have to explain that to anybody? Like, this is your self-worth. This is who, like, this is what you need to do to be the best version of you. And you don't need to explain that to people. That is for you. And like the simplest things that like I, like like words, you know, just words. I never even thought about those things before. And now it's like, I'm so mindful, I'm so conscious and it's just transformed. Like the way I used to talk when I was younger, I, like I, I feel upset. Like I feel like, oh, I wish I could just give my older version of self a hug and then like, you don't need to talk like that because now I understand. So I've come a long way and it's, it's honestly just a mindset because if I didn't have somebody like A10 giving me that insight, giving me that perspective, I don't know if I would have made it to this point like this. And I, I will say, I will say something that's really important though. Um, people do not change unless they want to change. Like that is huge because everybody can say like, Oh, this person will never change this and that they'll always be like this. Or, you know, this is just what it is. Blah, blah, blah. If somebody truly wants to change, they can change. Nothing is set in stone. It's just, what are you willing to sacrifice?
0: As We reached now the end, and this has been a great time, a wonderful time speaking with Scarlett Delgado. I love to end these great talks with my guests with something I like to call the shout out time where we give love and respect and so much joy to the people who have been by our side, who have picked us up when we couldn't walk anymore. So Scarlett, the floor is yours. Go out and show some love.
1: Oh my God. Okay. I'll definitely give a shout out to Gaytan Tamboutine, my amazing coach, my adopted father. Like, he's just like, I love him so much. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, honestly. Um, A huge shout out to my mommy. You know, she's always been there supporting me. She's always been on the sidelines. Even if she didn't like, if I was doing sports, she showed up anyways, because she's always going to support me no matter what. She's the best. She's my ride or die. Um, Like the a huge shout out to my coach Sydney Vanderpool for just taking me and bringing me to such an amazing team giving me this this beautiful dream team that we all now have and just you know really fostering like who I am as a boxer and just being there for me throughout this time because he knows he knows and like I, I absolutely love my coach um and obviously a shout out to Bianca for being my girl through all this you know we, we got each other's back that's the female energy out there and um, I think I don't even like. I'm so worried. I don't want to miss anybody. <laughs> this is there. I got a small circle, anyways. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to my little sister, Naomi. You are my pride and joy. You are my. You are my best little thing that's ever happened to me. I swear to God, I wake up every day and everything I do, I think of you. I think I need to be that number one so you can see what it takes to be anything you want to be. I absolutely, I love you with all my heart and I will do absolutely anything for you at any given moment. You are my son.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, that was 100% real. (laughs) My name is Ronald E. Smith. This right here is Scarlett delgado and y'all <laughs> i think we just got real thank you very much like share and subscribe and i will see you.